Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dude, the Ringside Crew. This is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Damaku. Ringside Ring. This is Thomas D. Brooke. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adelaide. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dinker. This is according to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Chat 27. You are watching the internationally known. Dudes at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hey, hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome to another episode of the internationally known Dudes of Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther the Third, and now from the top of Metal Mountain, all the way down to all 50 states in the globe, it's the happy himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? I'm good. We're good. Our, our Dudes at Ringside jet is now taking off. And we're going to a park. We gotta raise the flag. We gotta raise, raise the another flag. Week. We're gonna raise, like we say, our daddy, our, our dad. No, that's not good. Our, no, our dad is not paid off because somebody helped us. But <laughs> our jet is taken off to a part of the UK because we're currently not in America right now. All of our guests have been UK. A part of our guests are from part of the UK that we have not adventured to yet. Geek, where is this? Where is this part from? We are going to Northern Ireland today, Joe. That's where we're going. Introduce our guests. Let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to the openweight champion Hayden and Jordan. Hey, hey. So let's go. Welcome, guys. So, if our fans are not familiar with you two individually, introduce yourselves. Oh, you first. Yes. So, I'm the first ever stay true openweight champion, Hayden Morgan. And I am the sweet one, the winner of the very first cinematic match in Northern Ireland wrestling history, uh, Jordan Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Um, oh, you got the next one, Geekums. So, so how did you guys get your start in the wrestling business, exactly? One at a time. Well, you, no, you were in the wrestling before okay. me, so. Um, so it was something sort of like... Me and my brother, we always grew up watching and, you know, don't try this at home, but we definitely tried it at home. Um, and then I just kind of like started watching it more when I was in like my late teen years. And then I was like at an ice hockey game one night and I seen a school near me had an open day coming up. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. So jumped in, like sent them a message, signed me and my brother both up and then went to the open day. It was deadly, like the warm-ups killed me, but I was like, nah, I kind of love this. So just signed up full time and then just kept going from there. Yeah. Like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've pretty much um, just around wrestling my whole entire life. Um, I turned 30 a few days ago, and since I was about 10 days old, I've been watching wrestling. My dad planted me in front of SummerSlam 92, and just been engrossed in the lifestyle and around four years ago in the July I had seen an advert on Facebook and it just kept seeming to pop up like every time I scrolled it just 
the same thing kept popping up and popping up. And I was like, there has to be some kind of sign here. Because every time I looked for wrestling schools, it always gave me like Dublin and stuff. But just it, this one came up in Belfast. And I was like, right, I need to start doing this. Because I had like recently changed jobs and lost jobs. And there was just something in the air, I think, that was just telling me you need to be a professional wrestler. And I went to the, the training school. It was like an eight or a 12 week training beginners program. And from there on, it was like I took my very first bump in the very first session and was like, I immediately thought I need to be doing this for the rest of my life or as much as possible for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And that's basically how it happened. It was just one of those cosmic signs in the universe. Like, that's so funny. You mentioned SummerSlam 92. Like, they were like, you just missed SummerSlam 91 by a year. Because if you ever watch any of our past episodes, we ever talk about our favorite our favorite uh, SummerSlams. Mine, I almost did it like Vince, SummerSlam. But like, the SummerSlam 91 is my all-time favorite SummerSlam. Next to the one me and Geek didn't know each other, but we were at the same show. Oh, cool. because yeah, we, we're both 91 for me it was my favorite one because Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart, the perfect victory for Bret. So, like, like that one, like, and Mr. Perfect, me, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Virgil finally beats Million Dollar Man for the title, of course, you know, the victory, the million dollar robbery, as they would call it in the heel world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's talking, Ryan's talking about NASA Coliseum SummerSlam 2002. Best I, I, ever. You know what's funny? Oh, my only favorite part of that whole show is when after the show, cameras are all off the crowd. Rock was laying in the ring all flat, and the whole crowd was going, Rocky's dead. Rocky's dead. Rocky's dead. And the, the children are just the te- it's like the episode of South Park when the kid was crying and Cartman's going, uh, it's like all the kids are crying get energy from the tears of children uh, <laughs> all the kids crying in the ring <laughs> exactly 20 years ago from to wow it was today really wow that's that's, that's, am, that's amazing that's, that's insane man. 20 years ago wow we're talking about that, and it was 20 years ago today. That's, so that's we, we forgot to get into because we're so excited to have you two on. Like, who trained you two? <laughs> what? What? Sorry. We, we forgot to get into it because we always ask who trained you in the business. Oh. Uh, uh, well, when I first started, I was at a school called Uprising in Belfast. So I was trained by Bonesaw and Corvin. They were Kings of the North, like it was. Um, also, Tucker, he was on NXT UK for a while yeah. there. And he helped train there as well. They were like my yeah. start in the rest, and that's where I learned most of what I knew. Yeah. Um, I started at a school that was called Pro Wrestling Ulster, uh, PWU. And mainly the, the coach there was, again, Tucker uh, from NXT UK. And then there was JDP and Rocky Star. And there was another guy, CTB the third, he was called. And he took one session and then seemingly just disappeared off the face of the earth when he became like a, a dad. <laughs> and like no one seemed to know where he went to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So 
but he did show me a lot of good sort of chain wrestling for that one session. We did a lot of good chain wrestling and stuff. Uh, then I moved after they closed down. I debuted on their very like last show, and they closed down after eleven years in the business. And then I moved school to another school to till we're now at. Um, just we have our own promotion now, and we sort of train every now and then with the guys at uh, Complete Anarchy Wrestling uh, in Larrakenny, and that, and that's under Campbell Cray. So we just kind of float about, do our own thing. Uh, <laughs> Here, there, and everywhere, wherever um, we can. Yeah, try and get just ring time, and even if it's just in a boxing ring, we just being in the ropes, doing that sort of Cesaro technique, mm-hmm. where engrosses the fact that even if you're injured, even if you're not taking part, just being inside the ring and inside the ropes allows you to develop ring awareness. So I always gain that like mantra, even if I'm just going to be there to watch, I'm still going to get in the ring. So <laughs> one of those weird traits. <laughs> yeah, so, so who, who would you say your toughest opponent you guys ever had was that man. These guys are really tough. Oh, Campbell Cray, hands down. Um, I've had a couple matches with him now, but the last show we had, he was my opponent for the title match. Yeah, maybe a spoiler if you haven't watched everything on YouTube yet. 100%, but yeah. um, he is so tough. He's so talented as well. But I mean, like his kicks to the head and the face are yeah. no joke. I was like. This doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, my toughest opponent. Now, in saying that, um, I have two matches that I would consider tough. Uh, the cinematic match against All Star Morrow, like, I would consider that probably my toughest opponent because that dude is relentless, super strong, super fit, but he has like a sort of high school jock gimmick so it makes it look like not credible if you know what I mean but when you're in the ring with the dude like he is unreal gimmick just it's a nice wee comedy relief but almost serious thing but his in work like in the ring talent unreal um but another tough match I would consider is that five way that we did in our first show because it was my third match of the show and Beetle Five Way, like you had Keldozer himself was in that, Oren, uh, Enda Cassidy, who's complete anarchy wrestling champion, and Campbell Cray himself, and yeah, uh, it's just insane. It was just insane and chaos. Um, Oren, he's just <laughs> Oren Mack. Oren Mack is, is just the most talented wrestlers in this country. He is insane. Yeah, um, he. We'll ask you to chop him to the point where you want. He wants, he a, wants, he a, want, hole he wants a hole in his chest. Basically. What? So, uh, he's one of those just crazy dudes who just wants to feel pain for some reason. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, so, who is, it, who is this? Is it Killdozer? Uh, or, uh... Oh, no. Uh, an, another guy, Oren Mack, the OCC champion over here. And he's just one of those dudes who will be relentless once you just hurt him for just for the 
the sheer fun of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you get some kind of adrenaline he rush from it. He definitely does. <laughs> we know of a wrestler that wrestles for a promotion in England called Outcast, and he's the king of the chops, the uh, uh, chop show, Rudy Root. Yeah, the well, chop party. The chop, chop party. party. I've I've heard the name, but uh, I've heard obviously of Outcast as well, um, but I haven't really seen much clips of it. Uh, I've yeah. just I've yeah yeah yeah. He calls himself the chop artist. He does like the Kenta Kabashi style chops, like like you know the rap the not the like shh, like the he'll go whack like this like machine gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Kenta Kabashi style. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the last one he'll hit really hard. Yeah. So yeah. um what is it like to wrestle for Stay True? Is it like is it like do you guys do nonstop shows or do you like have like weekly episodes and stuff like that? So um we're just kind of getting up and starting. So we had a show in June. Yeah. Next one will be October. Um shows in Northern Ireland aren't very frequent. Um and there is also this like general rule of respect that you try not to like run shows when another promotion maybe is in the country just because we are such a small country um you like really take away from it if they're all the same day or whatever um but we're hoping to make them more regular and then every time we have a show it like gets released in episodes weekly on youtube after usually broke down each episode will be like a match or maybe two matches depending on the size like the lengths of the matches and then there'll be promos and different like interviews just to like make them more episodic <laughs> yeah, gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah um this one took a wee bit extra time than we had hoped due to some of the post-production getting affected by covid and different bits and pieces so mm. the next one when we do it in october should be released pretty soon after fact rather than yeah, two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, where are some of the dream places you would like you guys would love to travel to? Um, for me, I know it's mainland England. Like, I I just always wanted to travel into like uh, Newcastle or Blackpool or somewhere down in the London area, uh, Manchester, different places like that. For me, uh, it's always been a dream. Just because of the British wrestling style and scene. Um, don't know, but where are you? Yeah, uh, mainland UK is kind of... If you're lucky enough to break into there, like more London specifically, there's mm. so many more promotions than we have over here. Much more opportunity. And then, big dream, go to America. Oh, yeah, Would of course. love to go to America. America and Japan yeah. are kind of like the big ones. And then, like, obviously, Australia and stuff like that. But for now, the the goal would be just break out of Northern Ireland into England, Scotland, and Wales. For me, I made it last year to Italy. Um, got over there and did a title match over there. Um, but as for now, it's just get to the mainland. <laughs> Every wrestler' dream is to go to Japan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every, every wrestler, it's like, it's like when you're in Japan, you know you made it. You're like. Yeah, I'm in the Tokyo Dome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's it. As they call it, what's that? I just want to experience the, the chocolate milk lifestyle where it's 
what they classify as the indie wrestler in Japan diet. Yeah. They, they just buy three liters of chocolate milk because it contains all of the nutrients they need. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a well known sort of thing. Uh, certain indie wrestlers will go to Japan, and because you get paid at the end of a tour they classify as so you'll go for three months but you won't get paid until the end of the three months this is why merch is a big thing when you go to like japan because that's how you get paid each show because you won't have like your actual payment until the end of the tour so oh. you're broke as a joke mm-hmm. and what they do is they buy chocolate milk in quantity because <laughs> it's, it's all the carbs sugar fat protein they need to like survive basically and I just want to experience that. I, I just I don't know what it is, but there's something about it just appeals to me. Shit, man. Huh? Yes. See now, now we know the struggle. Like wrestlers in yeah, Japan, wrestling. they're broke, man. They're broke. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. They they starve those wrestlers, man. Three months was it? At, you don't get paid till after the actual tour is over. Yeah, that's like, that's that's, a, that's three months. That's that's, that's ridiculous. Cool. They just well, stop bringing their merch with them because that's how they'll get money during the time they're there or they'll pick up wee side jobs of like cleaning the dojos and doing bits and pieces of that you know and they'll pick up extra cash along the way doing stuff like that i did not know that, that that's <laughs> very interesting yeah. all i can see now is like that 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 a commercial with the dogs they used to show with the sarah mclaughlin song and it shows you want to help support a young indie wrestler in Japan? Just donate five cents yeah. to this money yeah. order to get that milk, oh my. And milk and bread. It's just like the <laughs> it's, it's like the black and white picture of a, a new indie wrestler. It helps support Jordan Sweet and his girlfriend get money for the week. Their indie wrestlers are struggling now. They need your help. <laughs> That's all I can see. <laughs> Help Jordan Sweet and his girlfriend. They need money too. Indies support the indies. <laughs> Joe, that, that's what we were all about when we first started this podcast. You're laughing now, but don't forget, man. Yeah. Who who, who was pro when when there was a pandemic going on? You need to save the indies. You need to bu- go on pro wrestling tees. Oh my gosh! Like that. I didn't think about it. I kept saying pro wrestling tees until I found out from a wrestler from Boston. He's like, dude, you shouldn't be saying that. I'm, I'm glad you're helping the Indies, Joe, but don't say pro wrestling tees. You really mm. ruined it in that. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they take money away from the wrestlers. I was like, what? The only reason why their pro wrestling tees is good is, is because they're a name. So more people would see it, but they don't make the wrestlers don't make a lot off pro wrestling tees. Yeah, um, I've heard that they do take a, a massive cut, but it's more of the ease of things. If you know what I mean, you just like give them a design and they tear on with the the printing of it and sell on of it, and you don't really have to like keep tabs on inventory or anything, stuff like that. So a lot of them just do it for the ease of the thing, really more than anything. Mm-hmm. their name out there more than get the money from it yeah and then you have like the bigger names obviously like the cm punks of the world who don't really need cash and they're just <laughs> selling merch yeah. to sell you know yeah you, you know you know cm punk can made the young bucks all those guys big names they get they get well taken care of at pro wrestling tees oh my gosh they get pampered yeah, you know, you know. um colt cabana and stuff like 
those guys they they revolutionized like the whole need for merch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, up with the whole I need to be selling t-shirts because I'm only getting paid so much per show. And if it wasn't for it's like <laughs> yeah, I know. they revolutionized that business right there. So is are there any wrestlers that you've seen on Instagram, watch their clips, or people you've seen on YouTube from like any other place that you want, you're on, they're on your bucket list that you want to wrestle with them? Forbidden door style. Like, like, um, I'm just trying to work in like where I want to go next. So I have like a huge list of girls from the UK. I just like over here, I have had one match with one girl. That's it. All my other single matches have been against guys. So I'm like, I actually want to wrestle some girls at some point. Like, that would be quite nice. Um, so Emily Hayden from Scotland. You want to have, like, a Hayden versus Hayden kind of match. <laughs> um, there's, who else do I have on my list? Like, Tonga, Gia, Gia Adams, uh, um, Amira Blaze, Blair. Um, Amira Blair. Yeah, I think it's Amira Blair. Yeah. Amira Blair. She's changed her name so many times. And that's not... A- <laughs> On her like that's a legit yeah. known thing she changes her name um mariah may yeah want to wrestle her like there's such a list i just i want to wrestle everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm pretty much the same uh i've got a whole list as long as my arm that i would like to wrestle but the the dream is like there's guys that are readily available here and it's like they're still dream matches for me because it's like Go against Tucker because he was my coach and my mentor. Go against Enda Cassidy and go against Keldozer. Those matches are readily available for us because they're on the roster. But when you reach out and you go against, like as they say, imports, be like the likes of Jordan Said, um, Von Virgo, uh, list goes on. You have like Ricky Awesome that's over in Italy. Stuff like that. I've had, I've crossed paths with the dudes, but some of them, they're just having that actual match. Bringing James Toner, uh, Smash and Mike, I want to have some kind of match with those, even though they're a tag team. I want to get involved with what they're doing because they are absolutely killing it at the minute. One match that I would like to see is Luna Tricks versus Hayden, which would be awesome. Well, you need to look her up, Hayden. She's awesome. She's a good yeah. wrestler. So are you. Both really great wrestlers. You should just check out her her stuff because she wrestles men and women. So oh. she'd, be like, yeah. she'd be like, I want to have you both in a triple threat match. <laughs> <laughs> where is she from or where is she based? Um, England? I think it's England. Island, no, Island of White. Yeah. Oh, another match Hayden versus Alfie. Have you ever heard of Alfie Hayden? Alfie. It's just Alfie. There's no last name to it. You have to look her up. She's really she's another good wrestler that's from Coventry Pro from England. Oh, oh yeah. I've I've seen the stuff from Coventry Pro. I just haven't come yeah. across her. Yeah, uh, she's like she's their hardcore person. She does a lot of their hardcore matches. So they're like uh, like, oh, we're gonna test Hayden in a hardcore match. Alfie? <laughs> you you uh, well, I have a no DQ match against all the guys, so yeah. I'm up for that. I'm up for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Jordan versus Will Starr. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Will <laughs> Starr. That'd be a good Will, match. 
Will Star is the most hated man in Coventry right now. It's, it's funny. There's so many like scary wrestlers in America. Hayden would be like the queen of their stable. She'd be like the leader of all the, <laughs> the monster bad guys. Hayden like it should be should be like the Vince McMahon. It was me the whole time. With the, oh, yeah. It was me, Austin. <laughs> Everybody, me and Geek are like, I knew it. See, I told you Hayden was under the hood. I told you. <laughs> How'd you know? The accent. I could hear the accent. <laughs> it was me, Jordan. It was me the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you got the last question, Geek. I'll get the next question. Uh, so, I, did you get the next one, Geek? Yeah, I think, no, I, I think I got it. Uh, so, what does it feel like to be, like, in, in a relationship with another person that's, like, a professional wrestler, and then you're about to go in a match with them? What does that feel like? Um, to be honest, it's, it's very, very comforting, if you know what I mean. Um, because weirdly for us, we were wrestling for a long period of time, just in separate areas of the country. And we didn't even know each other existed. And it's so weird for as small as Northern Ireland is for wrestling that we never crossed paths, didn't know each other even existed. We live 30 miles apart. And then a new school opened up and we joined at the same time. And from day one, it was like just doing training drills and stuff. We had just clicked and had the biggest amount of chemistry. And to this date, probably still the best in-ring chemistry I've ever had is with. Like, so... It's comforting just knowing that you can go in there and wrestle and not have to worry because you know their moveset, you know their body language. Even if you're doing something just as simple as like the international spot, you know by their body language if they're doing a bypass or a clothesline or, and you don't have to like go over it or anything. I just kind of like um, also just really get into character. I'm like, I love you and stuff, but I am going to kick the crap out of you. <laughs> I'm hating. Yeah. I'll apologize afterwards, maybe. So who has been like your inspiration for wrestling, you guys? Mm. Like, who's, who inspired you and said, I, I, I want to become a wrestler because I watched this person, you know? Well, when I was really young, I always thought that Leda and the Hardy Boys, I was like, there's just people ever. Always loved Undertaker growing up. Um, but then, kind of like, I stopped watching wrestling for a long time. But when I got back into it, it was like AJ Lee and Paige. They, I think it was kind of them too, sort of gave me the kick up the bum and Leda. I was yeah. like, yeah, I still want to do this. This would be cool. <laughs> um, for me, um, growing up, I had favorite wrestlers and I had like the inspirational wrestlers for my body type and style. So I had a grew up favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, The Rock, Jeff Hardy. But the Jeff Hardy character spoke more to me for my what I wanted to do. So when I was like trampoline wrestling and backyard wrestling and the, the taboo stuff, of the industry um yeah it was more i wanted to dive off of stuff flip over stuff pretend i was jeff hardy the whole time 
and then as things developed and developed, um, that was that was it. It was basically I want to become a high flyer, but not because when wrestling became a thing for me, it was like, hmm, how can I flip the script and not be the one hundred and fifty pound guy who's gonna do the flips? So I looked to Ricky Starks and I saw that he was doing things more like the spear and stuff. He he was bringing forward more of those types of moves. Finn Balor, 180 odd pounds, just basically firing boys into the corner with a shotgun drop kick. Like, so that's where the inspiration for all those types of moves came from. The lighter dudes doing the powerhouse moves. Oh, no, we got Leah Davidson in the chat. She said, that's my sister. <laughs> Smile face there. Huh? Oh, family in the yeah. family in the chat. Yeah, yeah. There you love go. that. We love seeing families come in to support their family members. I love that. That's that yeah. makes me happy. That like so, welcome aboard. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for the support. So but um <laughs> what would you say you guys' favorite Hardy Boys matches are since you love the Hardy Boys so much? I know that's one for a fight. Yeah. Leaving this for you. Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> my favorite Harley Boys match is my actual favorite match of all time. So that's fair enough. Um, would be the what do you call it? the TLC two. Oh, that's one. That's my favorite Harley Boys match too, right there. WrestleMania seventeen, right there. Yeah. Harley's Dudley's Asian Christian. But I'm jumping in on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just an iconic match for me. Always been in the forefront of stuff that I've always went back and watched. Um, WrestleMania 17 is also my favorite WrestleMania of all time. Possibly my favorite wrestling pay-per-view of all time. Probably uh, me too. So that match just always stands out to me. It's so wacky and crazy to the point where I even had it on my like, PSP DVD, like the wee tiny UMDs. I even had that to like, watch it at school. <laughs> so, break time, lunchtime, I was just watching WrestleMania all the time, and that was the one go-to match. Just incredible. I think that was my every, everyone's pretty much favorite match from that WrestleMania. That one, I think Undertaker and Triple H is probably two of everyone's favorite. But like, I remember when I remember when that match first aired. I think I might have watched that match like 20 times to say, okay, let's watch it again. Yeah. I, 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 I go back to the first encounter with the Hardys and Edge and Christian and, uh, and, and the Dudleys. Go back to the first one at the Royal Rumble when they did the – was it at the Royal Rumble? They, was it just the Hardys and the Dudleys that did the no, table? No, the Hardys and Dudleys, and then they it went yeah. to WrestleMania 2000, yeah. the triangle ladder match, and then SummerSlam they went to the uh, TLC match. Yeah, I got to go back to when the Dudleys faced the Hardys in that tables match, and then Jeff did the Swanton bomb off the the, the entranceway. The cab. Um, yeah, my friend was actually at that Rumble, and he was like two. the The, the cab was like right here. He was like a, right, right there, and he's like, "Man, if I really want to be a bad person, I could have just went." <laughs> As Jeff was before the he could have been like, "Bye, bye, Felicia." <laughs> Could have been. He's like, wow, I really could have been that guy, and like launched Jeff already on the top of the taxi cab. I'm like, 
Yeah, you also been would have been destroyed by security at the garden. <laughs> and you probably would have been arrested, right? <laughs> for life. <laughs> your, your picture will be on the wall. He's like, I made the, the wall of fame. That's not the wall of fame. <laughs> That's, That's not a good wall of fame to be on. That's sir. the wall of shame. You never want to be on that. So my thing for you guys, have you um, have you ever had like a little boy or a little girl come up to you at a show and go, I want to be a professional wrestler. Like, what's the kind of advice do you that you give them? If would you give them? Uh, well, I haven't really had anyone come up to me and say that so much. It's more just like kids being like starstruck a little bit, and I'm so weird because I'm just like I'm just a normal person. <laughs> like, it's so weird for me. Um, but no, like any advice I give would just be like literally go chase it and like yeah. you never know unless you try it sort of thing yeah i i honestly feel so much like one of those like 1980s wrestlers when i get these types of questions because i'm like stay in school kid uh, <laughs> but yeah i've i've had the same as hayden's had where it's like people will come up to you and the kids just like starstruck and the parents like they only want a picture of you, no one else, and they won't do this, and they only want your signature. So you've got like a whole poster, and everyone else's posters, signatures all over it on each individual person on the poster. But there's one like got mine, and that's it. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that that's cool. But if someone was to come up to me and they were like an eight, nine, ten year old kid and be like, I want to be a wrestler. How do I become a wrestler? It's like for me, I didn't step in the ring until I was twenty five. So it's like, go do your education, have something to fall back on if it doesn't work out. Because I went to college, I did all the different bits and pieces, and I'm not even doing anything related to what I did at college. (laughs) Like, I qualified as a personal trainer, qualified as fitness instructor, worked as a lifeguard, worked as a football coach in Florida for a while. And I did a degree in advanced health and exercise science. And now I'm a professional wrestler throwing my body on the line every day. That's that's like the reverse of what you want to do is like throw your body on the line and defy death every day. Then try to advise someone how to be healthy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. So one of my final questions is what, what guy, what gets you guys ready for our match? Ooh, I do a lot. I get very nervous still. Um, just kind of, I, I like to go into a corner by myself and just get very serious and angry at the world and God, out of my character. Yeah. Just obviously like you're stretching and warming up and all that boring mm-hmm. stuff that like you have to do. Um, but I just, it's really just psyching myself up. Next kind of monster the ultimate warrior thing and then go <laughs> yeah um, very very sort of similar for me I will kind of isolate myself a wee bit from the crowd so uh, I'll leave, go into the only corner I'll go sort of into like a bit of self talk can do this, 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 and this, and bigging myself up, talking to myself just like a crazy person. Um, 
standing gorilla position behind the curtain. Once your music hits, it's like twitch. Yeah. You yeah. Sweating bullets, but once you hear your music and you hear the crowd, yeah, it just changes. You, you just immediately flip a switch and everything that was, even if you've had like, the worst day in the history with travel issues or you've had like bad news, as soon as that red light goes on and that music hits, bang, you're a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the wee bit of self talk and sort of bigging yourself up and psyching yourself up really really helps yeah and then the adrenaline like the second you go through the curtain oh, it yeah. just takes over yeah, there's nothing <laughs> like the atmosphere like you could do all the training matches you want but as soon as you get like that first time out the curtain it, it's a different feeling out together like well i want to uh, geek and mind mind if i I mean, I just wanted to just say, um, if you guys want want to follow Jordan Hayden, like you can watch them at, at was it Stay True, right? I have to cut it short, geek. So you're gonna you could if you want to end the interview, I have to so, do it. So what so stage stage? Yes, it could be at Stay True or. Uh... Um. Yeah. So Stay True Wrestling. You can follow on like Instagram and everything. I think it's Stay True and I yeah. on all social media. Then we obviously have our own personal. I'm just uh, Morgan. And I'm at Sweet Wrestler or Sweet Underscore Wrestler, I think it is. But well, yeah. that's where you can catch us for now. Yeah. So, you guys have any upcoming shows that you uh, want to say you're going to be at or uh... your thing? So, okay. <laughs> um, so, on for Halloween, it's our Halloween theme thing, but Obviously, I'm part of the heel stable, so it's our crazy, mad, over-the-top Halloween show. It'll be happening October 16th in Balmoney. Yep. That's my hometown, so it'll be our second show in my hometown, which is crazy, again, to think that I get to do that when a lot of people never really get to wrestle in their hometown because they have... In such a big city that it's like swamped by the amount of talent that it's like everyone's the hometown boy or they're wrestling like a small they, they come from such a small town that they don't have a venue to do it. so i i actually i'm pretty honored and privileged to have that <laughs> but the whole yeah. show afterwards on youtube anyway for yeah. anyone who's not nearby <laughs> yeah. yeah so where can people find stay true anyway on social media, YouTube, or uh... Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and everything is released on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, the state has like a merch um, website. It's tpublic.com slash stay true as well. So anybody who's looking for any type of stay true merch or I think if you type in stay true wrestling, it should come up yeah. on tpublic. Stay true. All right, you got it. All right, I want to thank Jordan and Hayden so much. You guys so much for coming on the podcast, taking the time out of your day, your busy day. You guys have been awesome, and I hope to see you on in future episodes. You know? Yeah, so, thanks for having us. Have yeah, yeah. we had the best, so uh, we appreciate oh. you having us. So we're going to close it with "I'm the Metal Geek."
at right. point in this one. You guys just say your names. That's it. <laughs> oh, I'm Hayden yeah. Morgan. I'm Jordan Sweet. <laughs> and we will catch you guys in the next one. All right. See ya.